0: Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as he is in the light. This episode will wrap up our time in Matthew 5 verses one through 12. Is it enough to live as someone who doesn't work to tear things down? Listen to learn what it means to be a peacekeeper versus a peacemaker and how to be meek in this day and age.
1: When you think about mourning now, there's all sorts of reasons to mourn. I think we chiefly think about mourning um, when we think about people passing away, right? But there's all sorts of reasons to mourn, all sorts of reasons. Um, there, A lot of times we, we lose a friendship. We lose a relationship, uh, maybe even an intimate relationship. A lot of times we lose a job. Uh, uh, I was recently talking to someone whose house burned down. I mean, that's a reason to mourn, right? But the chief reason to mourn is over our own sin. Why? These other reasons to mourn are in their essence, temporal reasons to mourn and they're worth mourning. Don't get me wrong. But sin breaks fellowship with God and if it is not hidden in the blood, it breaks fellowship with God forever. In other words, if we're not we don't make peace with God, then that mourning goes on through eternity. Wow. Hmm. So blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now we're already talking about people who 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 the kingdom is theirs. Okay? They it's a happy or blessed is the one who's who's poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom. All right, now you in the kingdom. Blessed when you mourn, because you're in the kingdom, so the king's going to comfort you, right? Uh, blessed is that one who, because they know the king, they know the king, they've, the king has worked in them, around them, through them, to them. They know the king. They act merciful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they should expect to receive mercy. Mercy has worked in them, through them, around them, to them. They should expect to receive mercy. I love the passage in Revelations, or excuse me, the Revelation chapter 21 that said, it says, there's just going to come this point where God wipes away every tear, every pain. <clears throat> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Somebody ought to say amen. I can't wait. So he's saying like, you are mourning. Okay. You are showing mercy. You are being a peacemaker. You're in the kingdom and you're serving the king. So you're working on these kingdom oriented things. You're mourning over sin, mourning over brokenness, mourning over loss. Your king will comfort you. Blessed are the meek. You're meek, not because you're not strong. You're meek because you, you've you come to understand in walking with the king that meekness is strength. Um, It's is strength held back, you know, strength in reserve. Meekness doesn't mean weakness. It means strength held in reserve. So blessed are the meek. In other words, blessed are the people who say, my God is my strength. I don't have to snatch and grab. I don't have to uh, cheat, lie, steal, beat down, murder. I don't have to play that game. I can trust my sovereign father to take care of me. So he says, cool, you get it. You're in the kingdom. You're poor and you know, you need me. You have me. You're holding on to me. The kingdom is yours because the kingdom is yours because you are the kings and because the king is yours. You are mourning over loss. You're meek in the face of wrongdoing. So you will be comforted. You will inherit the earth. You, you're, you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. You, you really want in your heart of hearts and in your mind of minds to know what is right and do what is right in this world. Cool. That means you're pursuing the right things in the kingdom from the hand of the king, and you're going to be satisfied. Blessed are the pure in heart. That's the person. I mean, you know, what is the Psalms? Ask that question. Um, two different Psalms. I think it's 14 and 19. I think I'm right. Um, this is just coming to me. It says, who shall ascend the hill the of God? He who has a clean hand and pure heart. Well, who has a clean hands and a pure heart? No one. <laughs> except Jesus. So hidden in Jesus, we're in the kingdom, hidden in Jesus. We're going to be able to ascend the Holy Hill. We're going to see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know, it's a big difference between keeping the peace and making the peace. Keeping the peace simply means, you you know, y'all chill. and, And, you know, you say, well, we're arguing and we don't agree anymore. We're separated. And I'm just going to chill. And it becomes like what we have in Korea, the demilitarized zone, Right. North Korea doesn't like us. We don't like we don't like them. And so we just like, we're just keeping the peace. What's it, what's it look like to make the peace? To make the peace means to seek restoration, restitution, and renewal. So it says, blessed are the peacemakers. Why would I be a peacemaker? Why would I be the sort of person who forgives? Ah, because you're in the kingdom. You know, you need God and you're holding on to God and Jesus is Jesus is the ambassador, God's ambassador of peace. He is peace. He preached peace and he is peace. So blessed is a person who's looking to go out and, 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 and mend those broken areas. Uh, well, guess what you're going to do if that's the way you are? You, that means you've been hidden in cre- Christ. You're, you're living in the Lord, being directed of the Lord. And that is how you will ascend the holy hill and see God. With three and 10 framing our understanding of a reorientation of what it means to be blessed, okay? And to see that needing God and holding on to God is our assurance we're in the kingdom. Now that we're in the kingdom and we're operating under the lordship of the king, it begins a radical reorientation of how we pursue happiness. We pursue happiness by operating this Kingdom agents, kingdom ambassadors. So we're in the kingdom and because we're in the kingdom and the kingdom is eternal and we're under the king, the king is eternal. We work temporally. We behave temporally. We behave in the now clearly because we see the reward of the future. We endure in the now because we see the fullness of, of the reward is in an eternal God who, who is not shaken by the things that trouble us. All right. I think the best way to see it is there is reward now in the kingdom. There is. We we we, we have a taste of glory divine, as the hymn, hymn writer would say. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of his spirit. And I'm washed in his blood. See that, a foretaste. There is goodness now, but there is a limit and a time stamp on earthly goodness. The limit is how good can you get in a sin-drenched, fallen, broken world? So there's a limit. There's a natural limit on the goodness. There's a timestamp because all this is coming to an end. So what we don't do is we don't place the foundation nor the future of our happiness on this mess. We place the foundation of our pursuit of blessedness in God through Christ Jesus. And we have our expectation that it will be fulfilled by him through the ages. You see that? That radically should change some things. You know why? Because a lot of us live the American way and the American way is scratching and clawing and grabbing and getting and trying to build a life we think we deserve. And God says, you know, Hey, if you, if you know you have need, you're poor in spirit, kingdom's yours. And if you hang on to me in the kingdom, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. It's going to change you. It'll be worth the cost and how it will change the way you, the way you operate will result in an incredible reward. Okay. Let me come back. Now set that framework. Let me come back and do, um, three things in closing in the last five minutes. Three things. Number one, uh, do you, are you settled in that? Present state reality of blessedness. In other words, do you do you or do you realize that you're poor in spirit, and is that causing you to seek the Lord, or is it causing you to scramble and, and go after? You know, do you think you know like you're going to find a solution on Amazon or with some hobby or by building, buying, or 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 or, or inheriting bigger, better, faster, more things? In other words, is your pursuit of that inner hunger, spiritual and then spiritually right-directed, or is it temporal and 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 causing you more hunger and frustration than than it's rewarding you? We have to answer that. Okay. Secondly, is being in the kingdom is being in the kingdom radically reorienting the way you engage? in the world. He said that hunger and holding on number one, is there a hunger and holding on in this very confusing time, the hunger should push us ever, ever, ever to God and the holding on to God should solidify our hearts and souls in spite of all the uncertainty around it. Okay. And then then number two is this, is this, being in the kingdom, changing the way you operate. Does that make sense to anybody? Go back and look at verses four through nine and meditate on them yourself. Is, you know, is being in the kingdom. Is it making you a person who mourns over the same things God mourns over? Is it making you a person who's meek? That doesn't mean you're weak. It just means you're trusting God. You have a reserve strength and you have a reserve trust. You don't have to fight for everything. Is it, are you hungering and thirsting after righteousness or are you just hungering and thirsting after another thrill in the world? Are you, are you merciful? You no, know, is the mercy you've been shown making you behave mercifully? Do you work to be a peacemaker? Are you saying Jesus working me to be a peacemaker in this situation? I'm not satisfied with a ceasefire. I want brotherhood. And are you trusting Christ for your purity? Okay. So you see, number one, number one, number one, are you hungering and holding on for Jesus, holding on to Jesus, hungering for and holding on to Jesus? Number two, is this hungering and holding on changing the way you live life? And then number three, This reorientation of understanding blessing, which is what number one and two are. This reorientation of understanding blessing is how we cope. It is how we deal with this stuff. It is. So number one, are you hungering for and holding on to Jesus? Number two, In that hungering for and holding on to God, is it changing how you think and operate in the world? And then number three, it is the way that you maintain a position of peace and purpose in a world that's going a little bit nuts. We may have to come to that radical position where we say like Job did, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Or some translations say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But if we're hungering for and holding on to God, and then if in that hungering for and holding on, we are radically reorienting how we operate in the world, we will be people of inward peace and outward purpose in a world that seems to be going mad. Father, as we have opened your word, we trust you to do a work in us that only you could do. So God, I thank you for my time on this recording today, and I pray that you make it as seed slinging. You do with it what only you could do with it. In Jesus, I pray, amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this teaching on the introduction to the Sermon on the Mount. As Tim prayed, Lord, do with it what only you can do with it. Amen. I make that my prayer for us, too, that God does with His Word what only He can do. Though it seems we've covered a lot in this series, we are only just beginning. Tune in next week as we continue to study the next portion of the Sermon on the Mount.
1: Howdy, friends. Timbo's here. Did you guys know that Light Steps Live is a listener-supported podcast? Did you guys know that when we began to even talk about this among some friends in our community, that all the equipment and the original donations were given by people that I serve with at My Life Matters or in my local church because they wanted to get behind this important project? So for six months, we've been living off of those original six donors. We recently received donations from two listeners, and that really encouraged us. It would be fantastic to add to those numbers. We'd like to increase our days and episodes of production. We'd like to invest in some other equipment. We'd like the opportunity to broaden the scale of who we're getting these podcasts out to. But let's be frank, to do that we need support. I encourage you to consider this, pray about it. And if the Lord leads, go to our website, lightsteps.live to contact us for questions or to make a donation. And while you're visiting our website, check out the Light Steps blog for a short daily written devotional. We look forward to continue bringing the word to people as they do their chores around the house or on their drive to work. We believe that God desires to do a great work through his word and we simply wanna be a part of what God is doing. Thanks for considering this. The gift that all of you can give us is the gift of prayer. If you would, stop right now and pray for us in this important ministry of the word. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. The music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club.